Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 14 of UAB Green and Told. Through this podcast, we share stories of members of the UAB family. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. Today, we're joined by Murray Bartow. If that name sounds familiar, it probably is. His dad, Gene, was a hardwood genius and the patriarch of UAB basketball. When my dad came here, obviously first year was a year of planning, you know, an Elite Eight appearance, a Sweet 16 appearance, five NCAAs. Murray would wind up following in the footsteps of his fabled coach father. And as he shares, succeeding someone like Gene Bartow isn't easy. But to follow Gene Bartow, great coach and a man that started the whole thing, um, was gonna be hard. And through the years, Murray has enjoyed a perspective of UAB athletics that is undoubtedly unique. My heart and passion is for UAB athletics. I, I, I see UAB athletics probably differently than anybody else. In the mid-1970s, Gene Bartow took over arguably the best basketball program in the country. At UCLA, he led the Bruins to back-to-back number two rankings. Then he did the unexpected. He left. He left LA for UAB, a school with no basketball team, a tiny gym, but filled with high hopes. Few would have the fortitude to pack up their family, move across country, and start something from scratch. The decision to leave UCLA came as a surprise to the basketball world and Gene's family. Well, I think we were all a little surprised at the time. I mean, as a a kid, I was a seventh and eighth grader out in LA and of course loving it being at UCLA and being a ball boy and all the things that I did as a kid out there. But obviously my dad wasn't having quite as much fun as I was having and he was ready for a move and ready for a change. And, you know, we had moved a lot. If you look at my dad's career, we had bounced around a lot. And that's just part of when you're in a family of a coach, you just, you've got to be ready to bounce around and move some. So, but, uh, you know, I, I loved it out in LA and my dad was just there the two years and he was ready to move. Did you kind of think he was nuts? Cause he was coming to nothing. We didn't have basketball at that point. Well, as a kid, I didn't know if he was nuts or not. I just knew he was my dad, and my dad thought it was a, a great decision to move. And so, you know, you don't use as a kid, seventh, eighth grade kid, you don't question anything or wonder anything. But, you know, obviously to come here, and there was just nothing here other than a great school and a great medical school, but athletically, obviously nothing. You know, he started it and kind of built it from ground up. You've always been um, involved with basketball because you're a coach's kid. You mentioned a little bit how you moved around a lot. Was that easy ever to, to get used to? Well, for me it was. It just wasn't a big deal. I mean, I I did not mind moving. I made friends easily, and, and my dad was always a pretty popular guy in whatever city we were in because he was the head basketball coach. So, yeah. again, very easy to make new friends. And but, you know, we bounced, we did bounce around a good bit, was born in Warrensburg, Missouri, and was there for a while. Then next thing you know, we're, you know, we, we bounced around a good bit, Valparaiso, Indiana, and Memphis, and Champaign-Urbana, Illinois for a year, then out in L.A., then here to Birmingham. So we bounced around a little bit. You were a pretty good basketball player yourself. You wound up getting some all-state, all-district recognition when you were in high school. When did you realize that you had a special talent that you could play Division One basketball? 
Well, I was a decent player. I wasn't a great player. I came here to UAB really to play golf and then basketball also. Okay. I, I could have gone different places to play basketball at a lower level. I was recruited some by some different people, but I just I was a better golfer probably than I was a basketball player. I was a decent high school basketball player. Was it an easy decision to come where your dad was coaching? You know, it was at the time because I was, again, I was going to be really prioritize and play more on the golf side, but also be on the basketball team as well. And I knew I probably wouldn't get a lot of minutes on the basketball team, but uh, you know, I had a, I was here five years, redshirted a year. So I ended up being at UAB for five years and we had five exciting teams while I was here, five trips to the NCAA tournament. So, and some good golf experiences as well and some good memories there as well. So anyway, I, we loved UAB and my wife went here as well. So uh, we love being here at UAB. What kind of player were you? Were you a, a gutsy, quick player? Or? <laughs> I don't know about quick. I wasn't quick. I play, I tell you, I play with a guy named Steve Mitchell. And Steve's one of the best players to ever play here. Steve and I played together, and we were both point guards. And uh, Steve was the starting point guard, and I was his backup. And uh, Steve basically played about the whole game. My, yeah. my dad was a very smart coach and smart enough to play Steve about the entire game, and he didn't play me a whole lot. But... Uh, so anyway, I was a, a point guard. I was pretty strong at that time, stocky, and uh, you know played hard, competed hard, but was was not overly gifted really as a basketball player. Did you ever plead with your dad? Hey, put me in a little bit more. No, my mom did. Oh, did my she? My mom did a lot, but uh, no, he play, You know, I look back and he played me about the right amount of time. I didn't play a lot really as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. And I had redshirted a year or two, so I'd already been here now four years. Yeah. My senior year, my fifth year here, I really became a fairly decent player. And that's the year I got some, some minutes and played back up to Steve. And I think my career high may have been eight points. We won the Alaska shootout my senior year, which at that time was one of the best yeah. tournaments in college basketball. But we won it, and I had eight points in one of those games. And... But uh, anyway, I've got great memories of being a student athlete here at UAB. I mean, you were a part of the foundation of UAB basketball because those years you were here were the first NCAA trips as well as the first conference championships. So that had to have been pretty sweet to be a part of. Well, the, the start of UAB basketball, it's just, it's really mind boggling. It's hard to really assess it and wrap your hands around it because uh, when my dad came here, obviously first year was a year of planning. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years, and I was here very quickly, but you know, an Elite Eight appearance, a Sweet 16 appearance, five NCAAs while I was here. But my dad was, number one, he was a great, great, great coach and a super recruiter. And it just all happened very quickly. And I'm talking just specifically about men's basketball, but it just, it, it happened real quick. He was yeah. able to get really good players uh, very quickly and he was a heck of a coach, had a great staff, and had the resources needed, and it just all snowballed really, really quickly from like 79 to 87, and that eight-year period or so, it just, it was some, some of the best years in the history of UAB basketball. What was it like around the, the kitchen table in the early days of, of UAB basketball where coach, uh, 
probably talked a little strategy and said, oh, I got to go talk to this kid. I mean, he you mentioned he was laying the foundation. So those had to be interesting conversations. Well, they were, and I was his son, so, you know, we would probably have one certain type of conversation, and he was probably having different conversations with his staff yep. and in the administration here at UAB, but it's really mind-boggling, and I've been a long-time coach, but for him to kind of put all this together as quickly as he did, there were incredible presidents here at the time. I mean, Dr. Hill was the president that hired my dad, and Jerry Young was a vice president at that time. So you had some incredible administrators, number one. And then my dad really, my dad was an incredible people person. So from recruiting to coaching the team to, to cultivating the people in the city to be excited about UAB basketball, to donors, to, to the media. So you watched him at, at various stops um, and then you even played for him. When did you start getting that that coaching bug? When did you realize this is something I might want to do? Early, early in my life, 12, 13 years old. I bounced around with my dad all the time and wherever he was at, I was at his camps and other people's camps. So it was just something we really didn't even talk a lot about, but I knew at 12 or 13, that's the profession I wanted to, to try and go into. So in the mid 80s, you graduate from UAB with a business degree. Uh, and you wound up going up to Indiana. Was there ever any discussion of staying here for the grad assistant or was it purposeful in where you wanted to go as a career? I think that was the right word, purposeful. I wanted to go somewhere else where I could just learn from someone else. And I had the great opportunity to go to Indiana and get my master's at Indiana and work for Coach Knight there. And my dad and he were friends. And so that was an just kind of an opportunity that presented itself. So Tammy and I, we were married. In fact, Tammy and I got married while I, while we were both here at UAB. Tammy okay. was a went through the nursing school here at UAB, and we were married in 1983. So we still had two years left at UAB. So we moved to Bloomington in 1986, and I, I loved every minute of it. It was fantastic, you know, being there at Indiana and working for Coach Knight. Are there similarities between your dad and, and Coach Knight? They're very different, very different personality-wise, very different in the way they coach and teach, and but both incredible coaches. And both of them gave me the same advice when it was all over. You know, don't be, my dad would say, you know, don't be exactly like me, and you don't want to be exactly like Coach Knight, but just, you know, be yourself. Coach Knight gave me that same advice. but to to learn from two great coaches, but they both did it completely differently in terms of their style and the way they coached and their terminology and just everything was totally different, but two, two of the best, I mean, two incredible coaches. While you were there, the Hoosiers won a national championship. What was that experience like back in 1987? Well, it was cool. It was neat. The first year there was, I don't know if you've ever read Season on the Brink, but John Feinstein, a great author, wrote A Season on the Brink, and that was year one. And then year two is when Keith Smart hit the big shot in the corner down in New Orleans to win it all for Indiana. And it was great. You know, I became very close to Steve Alford, and that's kind of what led to me last year going out to UCLA to assist Steve, but Steve was a senior that national championship year, but great memories. It was, Coach Knight was an incredible coach and a very tough, 
very demanding uh, on players, on grad assistants, on us all. Mm -hmm. But uh, boy, I learned a lot from him, and I, we we really, Tammy and I, both loved our two years there in Bloomington. You leave Bloomington, and there's a stop in between there and coming back here. What went into this decision coming back to Birmingham and coaching with your dad? Well, it was a great opportunity. I was at William & Mary, and I loved my two years there at the College of William & Mary. I worked for a great guy named Chuck Swenson, but it was just my dad had an opening on his staff, and it just seemed like great timing to come back and come back to my alma mater where I had played and coach under my dad, and I just thought the timing was right. And so Tammy and I loaded the van and headed back to Birmingham. Did you become a sponge at that time? Well, I tried to be a sponge for my dad as a player. I watched him very carefully, and then certainly my seven years as an assistant, um, I just tried to soak it all up. And again, he was a great recruiter, great motivator, but my dad's greatest gift, he was just so unbelievable with every person that he was ever came in contact with. So when you're a great people person, that that's big time as a coach because coaching is so much about people and recruiting and that was my dad's gift he was so good with with people and and so I tried to tried to soak it all up at, you know when I was able to and listen you know watch him carefully and certainly listen and try to learn as much as I could watching listening learning soon being a sponge would pay off but as Murray shares after a short break filling his father's shoes wouldn't come easy. Community. Generosity. Caring. Giving back. Join together with alumni and students as we serve the Birmingham community. On Saturday, April 4th, the UAB National Alumni Society will host its fourth annual UAB Unite Day. Through this special day of service, we'll give back by completing projects at Glen Iris Elementary. Volunteer at alumni.uab.edu unite. Murray Bartow grew up around the UAB men's basketball program. So far in his story, as we've shared, he's played for and coached with his Hall of Fame basketball father, Gene Bartow. As he spent time alongside his dad, he picked up on what made the legendary coach such a great one. He was so incredible at building a team. He knew, number one, as a college coach, you better have good players. And so he was an incredible recruiter. Mm -hmm. And then you've obviously got to be able to coach them, so you've got to know from an X and O standpoint, you've got to know how to coach them. But more importantly, you've got to know how to communicate with them and make everybody feel special and make everybody feel important. And he was just incredible. If you were the best player on the team, he would coach you hard and be very demanding. But even like guys like me that were 11th, 12th, 13th men on the team and really knew we may not get in. I mean, you might go multiple games in a row and never get in the game, but he always had a way of talking to you. Maybe you'd gone two straight weeks and never been in a game. Then maybe at that next practice, he might come over and get the three of us and say, hey, you got to stay ready. Stay ready because your time's coming. You know, we're going to need you in, a, in an upcoming game. We're going to need you to play and need you to produce. So 
make sure your mind's clear and you're ready to play. And so he just had an incredible knack how to put it all together and piece it together. Time came for him to step aside and retire. Um, was it an easy decision to want to be the UAB head coach, considering he's not just a local legend, but he's a, a basketball NCAA coaching legend? Well, it was an easy decision to make. I mean, I knew kind of what I was stepping into. It was going to be incredibly hard. I don't care if it was Murray Bartow being the next coach or someone else. Yeah. But to follow Gene Bartow, great coach and a man that started the whole thing, um, was going to be hard. And, uh, you know, we had some, my six years, we had some real successful years. And then we had some years that weren't quite as good. But, uh, you know, we were playing an incredibly hard league at the time. And, uh, but anyway, it was an easy decision when, when I was offered the job. I uh, jumped at it and glad I did. How do you describe those six years in Birmingham as a head coach? Well, I loved the six years. Now, the last couple of years, we didn't have the success on the floor. Yeah. And uh, we had a new AD come in and a new president come in, and we weren't winning as much. And when that happens in this tough profession of college basketball, sometimes changes are made, and they yeah. were. And at that time, and I know everyone knows this, but Conference USA at that time was Cincinnati and Louisville and Memphis and Houston and DePaul. Mm -hmm. And so it was a, at that time, one of the best college basketball leagues in the country. And we had a lot of success. I mean, if people look back, uh, we had a great deal of success. Went to three postseason tournaments yep. and we're fighting a lot of hard, hard competition in that league. But, uh, you know, a change was made and we all move on. Anything that you look back and reflect upon and say, you know, I wish I kind of did that different? We do that every day. I certainly do that every day, you know, and you, you always look at, you know, maybe what could could I have done differently here or there. But I don't want to get into too much of that. But that was a hard time. Obviously, you don't like to be fired from a job, mm -hmm. but it's part of our profession. And it's part when you get into coaching. You better not have thin skin. You better have thick skin, and you better be able to deal with the highs, and there's going to be some lows, and uh, that's just part of it. But uh, certainly on any job I've ever had, I've looked back and said, you know, what could I have done differently? Could I have communicated better with the players or, what? you know, recruiting? Some of it went well. We Maybe we missed here on a kid or two. What could we have done differently? So certainly you're always reflecting and trying to do better in your next situation. How has basketball changed in the several decades you've been involved with college athletics? I think players may be a little different, but I think, honestly, I think there's a lot of similarities now. Uh, you know, I've, I reflect on my time at UCLA a year ago and reflect back in the late 80s when I was co assistant at William & Mary. I do think pl players want to be coached, and so I've always wanted to coach players hard and be demanding and at the same time develop a good relationship with them. So I, you know, there's some changes in certainly rules or some changes in the maybe recruiting, uh, the way you recruit players. There's more AAU contact now yeah. in recruiting than ever before. But I think a lot, you know, as you coach now and as I coached 30 years ago, a lot of similarity really. I don't see um, too much difference. Um, you know, pl players now have grown up in a different age. 
uh, more of the video game mm -hmm. age. And so I'm not sure that maybe, you know, this is just my personal dealings, maybe that work ethic is the same today, maybe with players as it was 25 years ago in terms of guys wanting to get in the gym and work on their yeah. games. and and uh, But I think there, there are a lot of similarities as well. When it comes to Coach Murray Bartow as the coach, what's next? <laughs> That's a loaded question. How long do we have for me to answer <laughs> that? I, I don't know, Greg. I don't, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You know, I'm 58 years old, back in Birmingham, um, obviously doing radio this year for UAB, doing some of Samford's games on TV. And I'm just, you know, going to different practices and traveling. I've got a grandson up in Johnson City, Tennessee, and and his name is, he was named after my dad. And so uh, I go up there to see Gene a lot. And But, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I may want to stay in coaching or we love Birmingham. And uh, who knows, maybe something at UAB down the line. Who knows? How did you meet your wife? Uh, she was a, a cheerleader for UAB, so she, there's athletic genes in there. Yeah, she was a good-looking UAB cheerleader, and I saw her over there cheering for us and got to know her. She was in a gymnastics class over in Belgium where we used to practice and got the nerve. I was kind of a quiet guy, but I got the nerve to ask her out, and we dated for two years here at UAB, and then we were married back in 1983, and we both still had two years left. Again, she got her degree here, and she's an RN, and got her degree in nursing, and I went through the business school, which you mentioned earlier, but uh, very blessed with three children and three beautiful daughter-in-laws that we love very much, and a grandson, and another grandson on the way, and so we've been very blessed. The three boys, did you push them to play basketball at all since it's in the blood? <laughs> not really, not really. We They were all pretty good athletes, played some basketball, played golf, and I'm a big golfer, and so they played some golf. But uh, no, we weren't real. We were very supportive of them, and we're, we never missed anything they did. Certainly, unless I was traveling, my wife, certain, Tammy, never missed anything. You grew up with UAB, mm -hmm. or you can say UAB grew up with you. How has it changed in the 40 plus years that you've been around the city and the, the university? Very different today than it was back in the days that, that my dad came here and I played. You know, when Tammy and I went here, we kid with people now, but this campus is so spectacular now. Back when we went here, there were basically about three buildings, yeah. like building one, building two, building yeah. three on campus, that was it. Obviously, early on, you're, you're trying to build an athletic department, and mm -hmm. you know, on any university, an athletic department can really build the student body and give the student body pride in a school. And obviously, when my dad came here in 77, really good school, obviously an incredible nationally known medical school, mm -hmm. but no athletics of any kind. And so now to see it and see all the different sports and obviously the start of football my dad was behind that and he was the AD at the time and desperately wanted football and you had a strong tough president at the time and Scotty McCallum who was incredible and uh, was able to push UAB football through and to make it happen and so anyway my, my dad just had an incredible vision for wanting UAB to be big time 
He wanted, and I'm talking just athletics, but he wanted UAB athletics to be looked upon in Birmingham like Auburn and Alabama, to be quite mm, sure, just yeah. quite blunt. There's a lot of reasons why he wanted deep down to start football, but part of the reason is he again he wanted UAB athletics to be big time, and he also knew that it'd be incredible to start football for the student body. You know, if you're a student at a school, it's it's great to have football to be able to go to football games and go and, and be part of that, and plus for the city of Birmingham. Where do you see the school going in the next 15, 20 years? Well, I hope it just keeps going up, 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 and uh, again, Birmingham's an incredible city. It's a great city. You've got a lot of great leaders mm -hmm. here at, at this university. Obviously, you've got a nationally, not just nationally known, but a world-renowned world medical school. I just want athletics to be all it can be. And uh, I want football to continue to grow. I want UAB basketball to be big time. And I want UAB basketball to be everything my dad wanted it to be. Uh, UAB football is critical for UAB athletics. And so you, you've got to keep pouring into UAB football. I love what Bill Clark's done and the, the stadium that's, you know, they're mm -hmm. going to play in now in a couple years is going to be super. I just, uh, again, with my, my heart and passion is for UAB athletics. I, I, I see UAB athletics probably differently than anybody else. I'm a grad of UAB. I played at UAB. I was an assistant at UAB, I was head coach at UAB, yep. and my last name happens to be Bartow. So I'm very passionate about UAB athletics and UAB basketball, and I want to see all the sports do well, but I, I definitely want to see UAB basketball do great. How's the golf game? Not as good as it needs to be. <laughs> I, you know, everybody, it's funny, Greg, everybody asks that, and everybody thinks I play all the time. I don't play a lot. I work out a lot. I'm a workout fiend. I like to work out, and uh, but I haven't played a whole lot of golf lately. Murray Bartow graduated with a business degree from UAB in 1985 while playing basketball and golf for the Blazers. For seven seasons, he coached alongside his father before becoming head coach of his alma mater in 1996. As Coach Bartow shared, he has tremendous passion for UAB, which means he knows what it means to be a Blazer. Pride in uh, being at UAB and kind of calling this home, and UAB is so vital for the city of Birmingham. And uh, certainly Tammy's a proud alum, I'm a proud alum, and uh, we hope to be around Birmingham for many years to come. Be sure to listen to past episodes of our podcast, visit us at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold and drop us future guest ideas at greenandtold at uab.edu. Don't forget to look us up on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UAB Alumni. Thanks for listening. And until next time, go Blazers. <laughs>